1: Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pastor Mike. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by the Witness, a Black Christian Collective. I am your host Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Burns Clan. Please follow at your own risk. And joining me, as always, is the founder of the Witness. Very extensive bio. The man, the myth, the legend, a two-time best-selling author, Mister Bluecheck verified himself. Doctor Jamar Tisby. What's going on, Jay?
0: What's going on? What's going on, <laughs> this guy? Man. You want me to tell you what's going yeah, on? Okay, here we go. Yeah, you, you 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 want me to tell you what's going y'all on? I will tell you what's going on. Y'all see I'm this? hungry. I'm hungry. That's what's okay, going Denzel, on. We're gonna get you some. We're gonna get you some food, Denzel.
1: Look, I got to shout out Coffee Black, man, for hooking me up with this hoodie, man. Oh, look at that. Coffee Black hooked me up with this hoodie, man. Um, shout out to Bartholomew. I
0: see y'all love. Got love for Tyler, none for me, but that's good. That's all. He looks better look, than no Hey, I, better.
1: all I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, check out Coffee Black, especially at Gucci Main. People have told me that The Gucci Man Coffee, when I recommend it for the Black Friday episode, is the truth. Okay, okay. so I'm I'm not lying to you. We'll put some
0: in our cup on here, have it on video. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm not lying (laughs) to
1: y'all. Okay, my friends told me about it. I'm telling you about it. We friends now. Okay, so I'm just letting you know. But you said you hungry. Yes, I'm hungry for this episode. Listen, man. Rarely in the history of pastamite do I have cultural artifacts regret. So those of you who have been following PTM for a while, you know that at the end of every year, we do a cultural artifacts episode. It's typically two parts. And it's evolved over the course of time. It started off as a five-item list, then it went to seven, then nine. And now it's ten every single year with honorable mentions, two episodes. (laughs) It's like a three-hour ordeal. (laughs) And and we're unashamed about it because it's so cool to be able to talk about what shaped us in a given year. And... One of the things that we also want to do is add value to our audience's lives. So we want to add value, entertainment. Some of you have reached out to me. I still get so many messages about cultural artifacts lists. Mm-hmm, so a lot of you have reached mm-hmm. out about some of the Gods. Um, you've reached out about Bitterroot, the comic. You've reached out about, um, obviously, Cleo Soul Mother and Southside, all the above. So it's, that's dope. That's exciting. Rarely do I have cultural artifact regret.
0: Rarely. What do you regret this time?
1: Bro, I did a whole list, did 20 items, whittled it down, had a mention, all these honorable mentions, and I totally missed one of the most important TV series of the entire year. And that's the Netflix documentary, High on the Hog. High
0: on the Hog.
1: I missed it, fam. I complete... I'm so sorry. We even had the trailer. We got special permission. We We got to view it early. We got a screener. We got special permission to... Uh, put it, the trailer in the Juneteenth event that we have virtually.
0: I'm so sorry. Yo, my bad. <laughs> I'm messed up. Just a brain freeze right there. Look, no, I totally cre- messed credit up. Credit to the head, not to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man. So High on the Hog. If you Have you seen High on the Hog?
0: I haven't seen the series. I oh, know exactly what goodness. you're talking about. Bro, it's so incredible. So High on the Hog. What was so incredible about it? it? It
1: tracks the history and the narrative of Black Cuisine. And how black cuisine arrived in America and then shaped American cuisine. So a lot of the things that we love and appreciate about American cuisine, it came from African roots. And from black people taking the the, the raw deal that we got coming into the country and taking our limited resources and turning it into a culture and a turning beauty. Into something delicious. Something delicious, but also something that had story within it and yeah. narrative within it. yeah. And it was incredible just seeing how they talked about the origin of my favorite dish, macaroni and cheese. Mm. How they talked about um, the ways in which okra traveled from Africa over yeah. to America. That and they brought it with them. Yes. Um, also talking about how they they roast an entire pig and and you know insert and so he was traveling all throughout really all throughout the world mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. where African culture would be and just tracking the story and the history and there were some things that surprised me like the the connection between Black people and African cuisine and oysters. Wow. You know, so I was just like, what? what? Oysters? Like,
0: that's it's like, heritage, huh? Yeah, like <laughs> that's,
1: that's actually like part of us. And that's yeah. actually something that is introduced to us and people are trying to reintroduce it to us, right? They'll have like dollar oyster stands in special mm, cities and they'll mm. be trying to let people try oysters for the first time, you know, and experience something that they would have eaten years ago. You know, I just... It was dope, man. Yeah, and I, I
0: really, really loved just just watching and, and learning. I'm going to put that next up on my list because it really intrigues me. I first got turned on to this kind of uh, story where foods tell stories. Yeah. And food at at the University of Mississippi, they mm-hmm. have something called the Southern Foodways Project, yeah. which does basically the same thing with a focus and emphasis on... On the south, and so they produce articles and uh, some visual elements and books and things like that. But the idea that that food tells a story mm-hmm. and that you can trace it historically, you can trace it culturally, you can trace it to a people. You can look at the development of it. It even shapes our our sort of economic yeah, systems, of course, of course. right? So, of course. so yeah, it sounds fascinating.
1: Yeah it it was so incredible and amazing. And it really deepened my love for
0: food and my Mm. love for cooking. By the way... Tyler just cooked his mac and cheese for us. Look. And it was incredible, y'all. A pan. It was golden brown. He had layers of cheese. And, and, and the, the, the pasta was al dente. It was great, man. It was really good. I, I appreciate that, man. Thank like you, Like you could do it at Thanksgiving. You know that's in black culture. No, I do it every Thanksgiving. They like don't you let got, me
1: not do it every Thanksgiving. They, they don't let you not do it. They so don't that, let me not right, do it. Right, right. So this is so funny. Be, last year, last year, bro. <laughs> I had I had a stomach bug on Thanksgiving. Oh no. Yeah, so I had a stomach bug on Thanksgiving. They still baby.
0: Wow. I hope you had the mask and the surgical gloves. Bro, I was feeling
1: terrible. So at that time I was not like in actual like regurgitation mode. So I was like <laughs> but I just didn't want to eat and didn't want to. I was you drained. I was weak. I was yeah. recovering. I hadn't eaten nothing but like two crackers for 36 hours.
0: Whoa. Yeah. And they were and just like, <laughs> a, we, they were like, we need the mac and you cheese. You still want the mac and cheese? <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, if you yo. are still breathing and you are the designated mac and cheese person at Black. We can no, We can't have Thanksgiving without mac. What's wrong
1: with you? I was like, "What's wrong with y'all?"
0: <laughs> you know
1: that scene where Paul Pierce at, in the finals, he's playing LA in the finals, and uh he comes down on his knee, and they they uh, wheelchair him out. Word, yeah. That's how That's I felt. you. That's you. <laughs> that was me. It was your Paul Pierce moment with the I mac and like... cheese on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it was my flu game. That's what it, there was. it, it was. There my it flu is, there it is, Jordan. But, um, but yeah, so over the past, I'll say probably five or six years, man, I've just fallen in love with cooking.
0: Mm. I fall in love with cooking and baking, man. What it's is just, it about cooking and baking?
1: So transparently, man, as somebody who has an incredibly limited emotional capacity um, due to the work that I do and also someone who struggles with um, depression and acute melancholy. It's been an outlet for me to create something with my hands mm-hmm. and to create something with love and with care. And it's taught me so much about myself. It's also been something I've I've struggled to master and do well. I don't think I mastered it yet, but just struggled to do it well and consistently. And, and also there's always obstacles and challenges and fatigue and all kinds of things at play. But It's just such an outlet for me to just breathe and just to be. Mm. And, you know, really, man, again, transparently over the past two years, two, three years, I felt like I haven't had room and space to create. Wow. And I felt like I've been in stabilization or maintaining mode no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. And really early on in my adulthood, in my 20s, I was creating stuff. I would just create stuff. It was a very entrepreneurial time for me. So there's a, you know, the TV show that I created and, you know, other radio opportunities. Then now, you know, coming into Pastor Mike in 2014, into 2014, I felt like I was always a part of something that was, you know, being created or I had the room to create and kind of stoke those fires. But I feel like I haven't had as much space to do that in the past few years. And so I felt like, honestly, I was having this conversation with my wife. Like, I felt like something's dying in me. Mm because have have I haven't been able create to create outlet. you know I haven't had that outlet so 2022 I promise myself I create a lot more and I'll you know talk about that when the time is right but I promise myself I create a lot more and and develop unique things um that I'm proud of and that are dope and that are just fun and that reflect my personality and all the above but but you know cooking has kind of been that space where I've been able to find and and scratch that itch of creation right right and I don't always feel like it but when I do it, Probably now, it's three, worth four worthwhile. times, three, four times a week-ish, yeah. ish, somewhere around there. You know, it really provokes and stokes something in me and it also connects me to something I feel like that's so deep and rich. Mm. And it's not always even just black cooking, but especially in the black heritage. Yes. You know, there's such a, a story of of what our food means and what we've been forced to do with food because of all we had.
0: I have a... Um pastor mentor friend of mine who said people in service industries often need some sort of creative outlet where they're working with their hands and there's some sort of tangible material outcome because most of your work day to day is intangible right you know you're, you're an accountant and you helped a client or you're a pastor and you counseled a couple right like it's clearly adding value it's clearly productive but you don't have anything to hold mm. or to see mm-hmm. or to say at the end of the day that i, I did, did that, that. Yeah, I did <laughs> right that. Yeah, yeah so so completely understand that i'm the same way um actually i'm still looking for a hobby honestly but uh is there something ephemeral about cooking because what? it's what
1: what Oh, yeah. what? You dropping ephemeral? This like, dude,
0: what? Oh, what? This dude got genius. You got to break it down for the people. Don't, I don't know what an
1: ephemeral?
0: In the sense of, you know, if I create a painting or mm-hmm. even a poem, right? It's there for, in perpetuity. But food is to be consumed. Yeah. And so, does that play into in a positive way or in a negative way? Or do yeah. you even think about the fact that I've created something tangible with my hands, but the next day it's gone?
1: Some of my most memorable moments with my extended family have been around the experience of consuming food. Ah, uh, sure. And my extended family, it's important for me to say my extended family because I felt like it's connected me to a culture and a story that I didn't have before. Mm. And so. I remember when I was 7 and I tried chitlins for the first
0: and only wow. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about chitlins though.
1: So chitlins is okay, so look, my family's from Mississippi. So y'all know how we get down. So <laughs> so chitlins is pig intestines. All right. So it's it's coming from like the pig. It, it, it stinks. And it can be immediate. And- <laughs> <Bro, laughs> the my crew dad, is like the crew is like wiping that right now. They're like,
0: Ooh. my dad told me because he grew up in an era where you would go to the butcher and yeah. and get it straight from the butcher. And he told me about how his dad would make him go get get the pig intestines, go in the backyard, yep. take the garden hose, and clean them out yep. right there, and then and then go cook them. Yep, it's, absolutely. It's um. Involved.
1: They cooked them out in. They cooked them out in buckets, man. They would put them yes, in buckets, yes. to soak them, and then cook them. And it's just the smell. And everything. if you, yeah,
0: if you don't cook it the right way, even oh yeah. if you do I think. But uh <laughs> boys, yeah, pick that's up the too house. that's too southern for me. It's too southern for me, man.
1: Like it's rarely things that are too southern for me. Like we grew up or I grew up around cows and horses. It's rarely something that's too yeah, southern for me. Yeah. That's too
0: sides for me. Shitlins is man. another <laughs> like, level.
1: I can't do it. But so, yeah, you know, I remember that. But I remember how it was almost like a rite of passage. Mm. You know, you, not that you true, had to true. do it, but it was like, yeah. no, you need to experience. Exactly. The fact that your older cousin labored over this. Yes. And who, I think I think that was Cousin Pick who made it. So he's like, yo, you need to take the reality that your Cousin Pick who's a grown man, like cook these chitlins Mm. and you need to eat these (laughs) like, or you need to at least try it so Mm. that you can taste what he did. You know, it tastes what he created. Um, Also my auntie, man, she makes biscuits from scratch. Unreal. And she'll make pan, this pan of biscuits that are all together. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, 20 biscuits on a pan. And then she'll make the the biscuits and the sugar syrup with it, and it's like heaven. I mean, those See, biscuits go so quickly; they go so fast. And i remember talking about
0: blackmail friendship, and he's never invited me to his, <laughs> his house for these biscuits. So I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's a that's another level of friendship right there, G. That's <laughs> another level of friendship. Yeah, we might make it work. So it's funny. I'll, well, I'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I think I just remember those moments as as my cousins for the first time when I went to Thanksgiving in Mississippi and my cousins are like auntie making biscuits on that Friday morning, right after Thanksgiving, yeah. like, auntie making biscuits, auntie making biscuits. I'm like, like it was a buzz. Like what you house. mean? Like, and then they just tore off running up the, from the basement, up the steps and they start grabbing half the pan gone in a blink of an eye. And then I'm like, okay. And she's like, Tyler, you want something? I'm like, yeah. And so I, I, she's like, I put two of. That. I was like, Oh, uh, yeah, okay.
0: It's a biscuit. What y'all doing, fam? <laughs> Heavenly.
1: <laughs> it's like the angels came down and and troubled the waters. <laughs> my, my, my my my. Like fam, yeah. it just you know those those memories mean something. I remember when it was the first Thanksgiving I ever spent away from my from my immediate family. Right after Malina and I got married, and we went to New Orleans. And we had food, and they were like, you know, my dad's family was there, and they had food and everything. And they were like, nah, we got to take you to – it was probably, I think at that time, 9 or 10 at night or something like that. Mm. And they were like, let's go get some beignets. Yeah. And so then they were like, yo, let's go get some beignets. So we stood in that line um, at Dumont, and we stood in that line for like 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and got some beignets, you know? And I was incredible to be able to hang with them and be around mm-hmm, them and to share experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, the ephemeral nature of being, of producing food is the experience around it and the event,
0: yeah, and what it
1: produces and the reaction,
0: not just creating but consuming, yeah,
1: not just creating but also. Consuming amongst community,
0: right, 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 right,
1: right. You know, and I think that's so. It's wild to even think about how powerful that is, even in the scriptures, right? Like the Son of Man came eating absolutely, and drinking. You know, <laughs> like we see that it's loose a heavenly gospel. banquet. Yeah, the the banquet, the table. The, you know, the Eucharist, communion, like exactly. what that means. You know, those types of things, and and even that imagery is just so powerful. I want to get into some things after the break, man. I want to get into what we like to cook. because I I, I think it's just something about that that is just it's personal I'm sorry if we're making you hungry you know what I'm not sorry I hope you go out and get some ingredients we'll be right back on on Passing Light
0: Hey folks, Jamar Tisby here, and I am so grateful for your support, your listening, your engagement with the Pass The Mic podcast. I'm wondering if this podcast has been helpful to you, challenging, encouraging. If you would consider becoming a paid subscriber to the podcast for as little as $1 an episode, you can help keep this good work going. Just visit patreon.com slash pass the mic. That's patreon.com slash pass the mic. We appreciate you for your support.
1: So Jamar, you are somebody that cooks, you a chef, you an aspiring chef. Like, what do you do when you talk about cooking and making meals?
0: Um, So I have recently been really big on celebration and commemoration. Yeah. So so I think one of the things that I've been guilty of for a long time is like not celebrating wins because I think there's this bigger, more ultimate win <laughs> right. that only I grew only up then, being like
1: that, man. Right. I 100%, I get, I feel you on that one.
0: So, like, 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 I, I mean, for me, the, the, the one of the big recent ones was getting my PhD in 21, right? Like, so naturally, it's that's huge. a point where you celebrate. But I celebrated along the way. So I yeah. celebrated when I finished coursework. I celebrated when I finished comps. I celebrated when I submitted my um, prospectus and all of that, right? Yeah. So food comes in as a way of commemorating and celebrating for me. So I'm more of an occasional, like, special occasion. Um, I don't know. Chef, cooker, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Cook. Um uh so not the everyday stuff. And and then my stuff is meat and the grill. Sure, man. Now yeah. I'm not like some folks, like my good friend uh Sanford, who who is born and raised in Mississippi, has uh a whole artwork. A kit. My <laughs> yeah, goodness yeah. around his pulled pork is amazing and all wow. of this stuff. I take care and I can come up with something very, very good. Right. So my thing is my 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 staple is ribeye. Mm. I, do, I do it on the grill, and my latest thing is cooking it over, um, over wood instead of charcoal, mm-hmm. and 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 not smoking it. Although I have smoked ribeyes before, right. and it's delicious, um, but the open sort of fire kind yeah, of yeah. flavor. Ooh. It's just amazing to it.
1: What about this level of friendship, man? <laughs> I experienced
0: this. I got a video on my Instagram. i show you the process. I don't, I don't
1: care about no video. Ah, no, you can see it. You, oh, can, see it. you can see, see it. taste it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what the psalmist said.
0: <laughs> so so in those occasions, and then it's always the 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 big meal, too. Yeah. So the, oh, at yeah, Christmas, I cooked a um, uh, a beef tenderloin, mm. and it was— the first time doing it so that's nerve-wracking for oh, me oh yeah, no that beat 10 and it is. wasn't in my kitchen and wasn't <laughs> on my grill but it came out dope so it, it, everybody was happy so those are the kinds of things and occasions um you know to me again about the the sort of event around consuming right. the food right it has become for me something to look forward to because it's 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 typically connected to some sort of milestone or celebration
1: right, right. Yeah, man. For me, it's definitely the macaroni. Like macaroni was something that I felt like it's something that it's really funny because I never do it the same way. (laughs) I do it the same principle, but I always throw in a different ingredient Uh, or something different that's going to like add a different flavor to it, a different, uh, make it hit different just in some way, shape or form. And so when I learned how to do macaroni, I didn't grow up cooking. Mm -hmm. but it's my favorite it's always been my favorite dish and so when you're an adult you know sometimes you can't always go over to you know your mom's house and get it right but i was like i just want to learn how to make it so i can just be able to create it for myself yes
0: um now whose recipe did you use or is it something you got online family you created it's kind of a mix man it's a mix of like three different recipes that i found um and i just
1: took the common principles and I just said, okay, I can add my own flavor. They're here, 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 and here.
0: Mm. And so
1: it's like three different places where I do my own thing. Yeah. You know, and I throw in an ingredient that I didn't use before, a type of cheese. Or, yeah. you know, I experiment with different cheeses. I also experiment with what it looks like to do it, you know, <laughs> without the typical dairy, you right. know. So I, I, we use baked mac and cheese. It's baked here. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's... <laughs> It's baked, so I kind of do the custard style, not the roux, you know? And people are like, no, nah, I'll do a roux because I don't want egg in it. And I'm like, nah, it'll be dope. Like, trust me, it's going to be amazing, you know? Wow. Um, so I've tried, but I've tried different ways of doing it.
0: And and do you always use, because you use, like, bigger noodles.
1: Yeah, no, thing. I don't. So that's that's different, right? So yeah. when I made it for y'all, I used large elbows.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Normally, I use small. Huh. So I just so I I've, like I've used large. I've used I've used large elbows. I use large elbows for Thanksgiving and I liked how they tasted, but then in uh Christmas I did small.
0: I think I think the large elbow works before because of the robustness of the cheese.
1: Exactly. It really exactly.
0: did. I've never I don't I don't recall seeing that. And and I'm always like I joke around with my wife because she does the same thing. As far as like, it's never the same thing, right. exactly same thing twice. I'm, but I'm I always joke with her. But I liked it the first time. Don't mess with it. <laughs> like,
1: what are you? But doing? that's the that's the thing right there. Is cooking is not about staying static and staying the same. Yes, it's like a metaphor. It's about evolving who you are and what you do every time. Like right. adding a flavor and trying new styles yeah. and new. Yeah. Like there was a situation at uh, Thanksgiving where I didn't have a certain ingredient, so I had to sub another ingredient in. And then it gave something different. I was like, man, this tastes different.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I've never tasted it like this. And that's what the best cooks do, like on these cooking shows, when they have these surprise ingredients. And they just throw something in there. Yes, yes,
1: yes. You know, I think um, also, man, like I think, you know, definitely baking has been big for me. Mm. Um, Key lime pie, you
0: know, I'm a Florida boy. That's my favorite. You haven't made me – you got to do it. Okay. You got to do it.
1: So key lime pie, because key lime pie – Like I actually want to squeeze out the limes by hand. So that's a, that's That's a a tedious process, tedious process, you know, and then also making sure the doneness isn't going to be the same, you know, in terms of like, it's not gonna be the same as something like a a macaroni where you can look at it and be like, oh, it's done. Like you gotta, you gotta go by feel. Like, how Mm, does it, how does it move? Like, how does it feel, you know, when you pull it out, what does it look like? Um, that's been incredible, man. And then also things that take a while too. So obviously made the short rib, um, for y'all, but when things take a a long time, crock pot, like when it, (laughs) when it causes simmer, when it, you have to wait. Yeah. Like, I think it's again, a metaphor of like waiting on changes in life and waiting Mm. on good things. No, that's right. And also being willing to wait for what is going to be delicious and tasty Mm. and helpful. Yeah. You know? And so. Man, I've just I've learned so much, but there's so much I still want to explore about my own cuisine. You know, like I want to I want to learn how to make hoppin' john. You know, which is basically you know rice and peas. I want to learn how to make hoppin' john. I've never, I it's not even something I necessarily want to eat. I just want to learn how to make it.
0: Right, right, right. (laughs) You
1: know, because I just want to learn how it's done. You know, I want to learn how our people made that. You know, all these things, man. And it's just high on the hog was helpful in seeing. Every dish you make is an opportunity for a story. So a couple of, yeah, I'll say about a month ago, um, I made, well, a month ago from this recording, I made cookies and I made chocolate chip cookies that I typically make, uh, brown butter chocolate chip cookies. And I let my daughter make it with me.
0: Mm, yeah, that's fun. And,
1: you know, she wasn't like, you know, actually, but it was it was like, no, if I, I want to give her this now yeah and want to give it this as soon as possible, yeah. not later, like right now, because I didn't necessarily have as soon as possible, like I'd be involved in the kitchen, but I didn't take like no, carry this with you, make mm. this for your children. Mm. you know, make this for our future family, pass mm. this on, you know, and now it's like, okay, my dream is how do I take a little recipe book and actually write my own recipe book for my family, so like the burns family recipes are going to be put. So now I have to create for all these people to figure <laughs> out. That's why I said, like, it's it's funny. People are like, you're not, uh, yeah, 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 hilarious. I'm like, no, if you come to my city, I'll cook for you. Because I'm trying to, like, figure out what I'm supposed to do. You're going
0: to add it to the rest Like, I'm going to
1: add it to the rest of people. Yeah, like, yeah. what do you want me to make? Like, I'm trying to figure out how to do it in a way that's true to us.
0: Yes. You know, so. And it's fun actually even going beyond the borders of this nation yeah discovering on, foods internationally especially of the african diaspora uh what black folks do with like lamb and goat right, in other right. places is amazing so in the islands it's 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 amazing the the kind of stew they'll do with rice with with bread food that i wouldn't typically yeah. eat or, or think about eating, which is a common staple where they live, just comes alive and it's a, it's a flavor explosion. Uh, that's fun as well that we have a, a sort of global palate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, fam. Like I think,
1: yeah, it's just it, it, there's something about it. And so I think making, making it for other people and being able to come into agreement and experience like this is for you. Like it says something about the intentionality of, yeah,
0: yeah, of yeah.
1: it being for you. And it also helps you to appreciate when other people make something for you. Right. You know, like you served me in this regard and it we serve one another. And I think a part of me wants to cook for more people and wanted to cook for y'all because in the global pandemic, I haven't had that opportunity. Mm. A lot. You know, maybe for yeah. holidays, if, if everybody's, It's a very, very small group. Like I haven't had a big gathering in a long time where I've been able to cook for people and say, this is my gift to you. Wow. You know, and this is a way I welcome you in. That's right. That's
0: right. That's exactly And as a
1: pastor, like it's important for for me to set the tone of welcome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's important
1: for me to set the tone of honor and love and care and just set the table and say, you're welcome here. And I'm going to go to a labor place. Right. And I'm going to labor on your behalf to show you how
0: welcome you are. And it's a spiritual practice of hospitality. Yes. Yes. Which is much more than, you know, hosting someone at a house, right? It's, it's what you're saying It's welcoming. It's honoring. Yeah. And I think that's so critical. And you bring up such a great point that we actually haven't had those opportunities in such a long time. And you don't realize how much you miss it till you have the opportunity in front of you Mm -hmm. until you can do it again. Or you, or you, realize here's a place like a holiday where I typically would do it but I don't have it and this whole metaphor the spiritual metaphor of a table is compelling to me man yeah it's so compelling because to set that table on the part of the host is a very pure act of service yeah Yes. I'm 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 here setting a place for you. I am working hmm. so that you will be comfortable. Hmm. I am working so that you will be filled. Come on. And then that table's really not complete if it's a table by yourself.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: There's right. something about the table that is communal in nature. Mm-hmm. This is not the 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 sort of um tv microwave dinner with your individual tray yeah. in front of a screen yeah this is setting face to a face. table face to face side by side and then what happens at that table everybody's hungry yeah everybody's there to eat and share mm. and so the fellowship that comes from the table right so even as it, it, to me it sticks out as a as a as a, as a really helpful illustration and demonstration of the gospel in an age where we're rethinking how the church looks right right, right. and if we can carry especially in, in in the midst of such a diverse society mm-hmm. and how can we bring people together in meaningful ways in the table of fellowship is so powerful yeah
1: i have this image you know enjoying justice conference we had you know this huge room of people uh, uh, at tables, you know, eating lunch.
0: Yes.
1: I just have this image of us roasting a pig. You know, mm. I know everybody doesn't, mm. you know, get down like that, but that's mm. just. in high on the hog, they roasted a pig, and it took it took them overnight. It took them all yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And so they said, "Hey, man, you can just go. You know, you can go get some rest, but we'll be here all night." And he's like, Yo, can I wait with you?" <sighs> you know. And just sitting there, just watching, you know, and mm-hmm. then coming back, and then he left at one point, came back, and their eyes were, you know, they could tell they were tired, but mm-hmm. they were still up, mm-hmm. you know, just watching the pig. You know, it's just all these things, man, like pans of mac, pans of macaroni.
0: Let like, me that's ask just you, so this incredible, man. before I forget, because it's called high on the hog. What does that phrase actually mean?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it comes. I don't remember the specifics of that phrase, but I think it comes from what they had, right? And all that they had was the hog, and so what they took, or the hind parts of the hog, right. or like the less desirable parts, right. and so they they made it something beautiful. So they're just living high on the hog,
0: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: so I could be wrong, but I, that's what I've understood it as th- as meaning. I think
0: I think that's. Kind of what I heard, like it sound. It sound
1: right to so say. It, it sound good. High so on the hog
0: it. is to say that you had the desirable yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was nah. Yeah, hey, look important to it. It
1: sound good. So. <laughs> it sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and also, man, I texted my auntie, man, a couple of weeks ago as I was thinking about this. I said, you teach me how to make those biscuits?" Because,
0: <sighs> because I, God forbid, we don't let that pass through the family. Isn't so. that incredible? Like. As you say that, it's an act of honor and heritage. Now, I don't know if she's gonna say yes, but right, <laughs> that's gonna communicate a lot about your relationship. It's gonna be very revealing. I mentioned her
1: in a speech that went, you know, that was a national speech. So I'm like,
0: <laughs> I hope that's
1: grease to skids, you know.
0: <laughs> but what a what a what an incredible legacy to pass on. Uh, uh, what an incredible demonstration of trust. Yeah. And also inclusion. Hmm. So again, this this metaphor of a table that 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 even the recipes of yes. the meals that we're serving they matter are part of a story, are part they of a matter. bigger story, and that I'm sharing this with you. Yeah, man. Oh man, this. I hope she say yes. Yeah. I, I, she said I yes, hope so. she says yes because then that's probably easier to get in your presence right, to where exactly. you can I he's gonna bake say. the biscuits <laughs> this isn't self-serving at all I, <laughs> I want this to be part of a heritage and a lineage hilarious
1: man <laughs> hilarious
0: bro y'all go cook some go cook some I know y'all hungry and share it with us <laughs> all Right? yes please <laughs>